Peace, peace. It's your girl, Jenny B, here live and direct with my new podcast, Life Unloaded. Life Unloaded is my contribution to the collective mental health conversation. Like most millennials, I am on a personal healing journey. Join me as I discuss a broad spectrum of topics related to emotional healing and mental health. Expect knowledge, humor, and personal growth. It's your girl, Jenny Beat, and we are here on Life Unloaded, the podcast. As you can hear by those beautiful claps, I finally got my soundboard to work. Yay! Oh, yeah. Get used to those cheers. I need them for my self-esteem, okay? So they're going to be here. You just have to deal with it. It is what it is, okay? So I finally got my soundboard to work. Remember in the first episode, if you listen, thank you. Um, I had mentioned that I waited over a year to start this podcast because I had to have a soundboard and I did not have the courage to do it without it. But I had finally got the soundboard and then it wouldn't work. Couldn't figure it out. My husband had to help me. Lo and behold, we got it working and yeah. We're in the game. Oh, we, we got some good stuff here. We got a little, little kissy poo. Uh-huh, yeah, we got some cheers. Uh-huh, uh-huh, we got some laughs. Yeah, yeah, we got, we got more laughs. <laughs> I know, I'm going, I'm going a little for it, but. So I just say that to say, when a plan comes together, a plan comes together, honey. There's nothing that can stop it. Do what you want to do. Go out there. Live your dreams. Start that podcast. Make that movie. Write that song. Whatever it is that you want to do, especially if you're a creative. Do it. Don't wait. Don't wait. Hold on. Let me see if I got something for that. Let's see. Hold on. Where is it? Where is it? Is it this one? Don't wait. Nope, it's not that one. See, I still have to figure it out. I got something that can make my voice sound really weird. I'll figure it out. Next episode is going down. (laughs) But today, our episode of Life Unloaded is all about anxiety. Yes, yes, anxiety. And tonight, we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about what anxiety is, the different kinds of anxiety, the difference between being a little stressed out and like having a full-blown anxiety disorder. You know what I'm saying? Because there's levels to this. There is, There are so many levels. And we've got a special guest as well. She's going to come on and give us some of her insight about her anxiety and what she deals with. And yeah, so let's get into it. What is anxiety? Anxiety is a feeling of intense worry, uh, uneasiness that we experience when we're facing something stressful, often a situation with an uncertain outcome, right? In a concerning situation, feeling a certain amount of anxiety is normal. It can even be helpful. For example, it can help us stay motivated to meet deadlines or even keep us safe in a scary situation. Some anxiety is good. We, we got to have it. It's, it, well, what can I say? 
Everyone has anxiety. It's your body's alarm system. It's the way your body and your mind alerts you that something is not right. There's some kind of uneasiness going on here. So we need anxiety. But anxiety that's too intense or goes on for a long time can stop being helpful to us and start interfering with our lives. If you're feeling anxious, it's important to understand what's causing it and how to cope with it. Um, And I am reading from the Children's Health Council at chconline.org for more information on stress and anxiety. All of us experience some level of what we recognize as anxiety from time to time. At low levels, this feeling is generally referred to as stress and can be a healthy and motivating response to a particular life situation. For example, feeling stressed before an exam is normal and it helps us uh, helps motivate us to focus, which is typically helpful in such situations. But sometimes our inner response is disproportionately larger than the external situation is linked to or we feel high levels of agitation for reasons that are unclear to us. That's anxiety, okay? So how do we discern stress from anxiety? If there are variations on the same general feeling, let's take a look. Stress versus anxiety. Stress is a physical or mental tension in response to a trigger. Stress triggers can be something external like an event that happens to you or from something internal like your own thoughts. We typically feel stress at a level that's in proportion to the trigger that causes it. For example, our children, they stress us out. (laughs) Maybe not. I don't want want to speak for everyone else. I'll speak for myself. My two-year-old, she stresses me out sometimes. She won't sit down. She won't stop touching stuff. She's a toddler. But this stress is not so impactful that it's causing anxiety. It's not causing so much anxiety to where I don't play with my child or to where I don't want to be around my child. It's just minor stresses that I have to breathe through, right? (laughs) And keep it moving. Anxiety is often a response to fear, uncertainty, or doubts we have about something that's causing us stress, okay? So if my children making noise or tearing up the house caused me so much stress that I was lashing out um what's the word um displaying my anxiety and lashing out that would be a problem right anxiety takes us takes a trigger and turns it into a bigger worry so let's say you got blood work done right at the doctor's office and there was a level that was abnormal. So they want you to take some more tests. That time in between there, that anxiety, it may turn it into, it may turn that little stressor into a bigger worry. Anxiety disorders do not stop when the external stressor stops. It may even end up causing additional stressors. So once the stress is over, right, once the kids are in bed, if I'm still up anxious about it, that's a problem. You see what I mean? So We have to learn the difference between stress and anxiety. Now, what causes anxiety? If you've experienced anxiety, you're not alone. Okay, let me say that again. You are not alone. 
I love that. Okay. <laughs> if you've experienced anxiety, anxiety is one of the most common mental health challenges. And there are a number of both innate and environmental factors that help determine if how we experience anxiety. And they are genetics, overall mental health, gender, background, environment, and coping skills. Genetics. Our genetics and family history play a big role in our mental health. If people in our family have experienced an anxiety disorder or struggle with anxiety, it may increase the likelihood that we will, that we will struggle. So, if you grew up in a very high-stress lifestyle or home, nine times out of ten, the people you were growing up with had anxiety and you had it too or have it from living those experiences. Overall mental health. Experiencing other mental health conditions like depression or an eating disorder can cause cognitive and emotional distortions that increase anxiety and challenge our ability to cope with anxiety in a healthy way. I'll use myself for example, depression. When I'm going through depression, there's so much anxiety. Like I'm anxious when I wake up in the morning if I'm depressed because I know that there's so much I need to get done, but I know that I'm battling the depression. I'm battling this feeling of hopelessness. So that causes anxiety because then I don't feel like I'm living up to the expectations that my family have for me or my friends have for me. Then that causes anxiety. It's like a seesaw. Imagine yourself on a seesaw. You got depression on one side, you got anxiety on the other. Well, depression is up anxiety is up so we're both just flying in the air I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know but yeah that's basically what it's like gender research shows that cisgendered women are more likely than men to experience certain types of anxiety disorders for more anxiety disorders um we'll actually go into that a little later in the show we're going to talk about the actual anxiety disorders and the differences background like I was just talking about, how we grow up and the cultures we identify with can impact how we experience anxiety and our perspectives on how to best cope with those feelings. It can also influence how willing we are to seek help if we need it, which is so important. If you, ooh, I'm out of breath because I'm just talking about, let me take a breath. Let me take a beat. You know what I'm saying? Let me take a minute. Yeah. <laughs> that's my meditation <laughs> that dj button as soon as i hear the the um house music i instantly feel better so that's my take a beat all right but yeah um background can definitely contribute to how you feel anxiety and how you cope with those feelings if you were not taught how to cope with anxiety then you won't know how and a lot of us, especially us millennials, are really struggling with that right now. And we're trying to get through it with hardly any tools. We weren't given the tools as children. So now we're raising ourselves and we're teaching ourselves how to deal with anxiety. Next, environment. What is happening outside of us in areas that affect us like work, school, 
relationships, or having to manage challenging life situations can have a powerful impact on how much anxiety we experience and how well we cope with it. So, for example, children, children that are maybe middle school age or high school age, they have such high levels of anxiety. And it's up to us as parents to teach them the coping skills they need to learn how to deal with it. Coping skills are how we have learned to cope with anxiety and other difficult emotions. It's also a critical factor in how anxiety impacts our life and our sense of well-being. Okay? And we want to make sure that we don't turn to unhealthy coping skills, such as drugs and alcohol, using that to numb anxiety or numb the pain that we're hiding that causes anxiety. So that's what we have so far. That was a lot. That's a whole lot to digest. But it's necessary. It's necessary to have these conversations about anxiety. Sometimes we're just, not sometimes, all the time in our daily life. We're dealing with different people. We're dealing with work. We're dealing with friends. We're dealing with family, husbands, wives, children, mothers, fathers, mother-in-laws, sister-in-laws, uncles, aunts. We're dealing with so much in so many different relationships that we don't realize that we're all dealing with anxiety. And we need to know how to recognize it in others and be a safe space for our relationships and hold space for each other as a collective. So, yeah, that's where we're at so far. Stay tuned. You're listening to Life Unloaded. Hello and welcome back to Life Unloaded. We are here and we are talking about Anxiety. Oh, yeah. Anxiety. I I knew I would get the button to work. I just had to focus on it, you know. But I didn't allow my anxiety to take over. So we're still doing good here. We're still, oh, yeah. Clap it up for yourselves. This segment, we're going to get deeper into anxiety and anxiety disorders. The difference between them. Um, What's the difference between having just your basic run-of-the-mill anxiety versus an anxiety disorder? When has it become a problem? When do you may need to, when do you may need to, hmm, when, (laughs) knowing when you may need to ask for help or speak to someone about it, a professional. So let's talk about it. Anxiety It's a normal reaction to stress or difficult times like paying bills, a breakup, landing or losing a job. An anxiety disorder is constant and um, um, I always mess up this word, unsubstantiated, yes, unsubstantiated worry that causes significant distress, okay? So if you're sitting up every day calling yourself a loser, Where's your proof of that? There's no proof of that, okay? You are most definitely a winner. Anxiety is a case of the nerves or sweating before a big test or performance. Whereas an anxiety disorder 
is disproportionate emotional response. Okay, so if your response is not at the same level of the stressor, it's more and it's not a, a proportionate response, you may have an anxiety disorder. If before a big test, you break out into tears and can't get through it, you may have an anxiety disorder, okay? Anxiety has a starting and an ending point, whereas an anxiety disorder is ongoing, lasts for weeks or months, and interferes with daily life, okay? Anxiety, relaxing, or breathing techniques often help you feel better. With an anxiety disorder, irrational fear or avoidance of an object, place, or situation that poses little to no threat or danger, right? Like the stage for me example. Um, <laughs> just thinking about it, you know, I'd rather face a firing squad. <laughs> Seriously, I'd rather face a firing squad than to get on stage. But one day, one day I will. It's coming. Um, anxiety lessens significantly when the stressful situation is over. Whereas with an anxiety disorder, it feels impossible to control or manage. Okay, keep those in mind. Now, let's get into different types of anxiety disorders. There are several. I'm going to talk about only a few here. And let's take a look. We have generalized anxiety disorder, social anxiety disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, panic disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, and we have specific phobias, okay? Now, generalized anxiety disorder, what is that? This is a type of anxiety where a person suffers prolonged anxiety and panic over something that would be considered little or nothing to worry about. I know COVID has caused a lot of generalized anxiety disorder. We are afraid to touch things. We are afraid when a person coughs in public. I mean, it's gotten a little better, but we're still in a pandemic out here. It's still a pandemic. So definitely has caused a lot of generalized anxiety disorder, I'm sure. Then you have social anxiety disorder. Another one that's very popular among millennials, I must say. This type of anxiety consists of a form of disorder where someone is overly conscious of their actions in public or social social situations. Now, I think I suffer from this. <laughs> I have not been diagnosed and I must say, disclaimer alert, do not start doing your Googles on, dis- on anxiety and cause yourself more anxiety, okay? Journal your symptoms, check in with yourself, and if it becomes a problem, seek help, okay? Professional help. Then we have obsessive compulsive disorder. This is when you strongly, you think strongly about something going wrong and go ahead to repetitively perform tasks in an effort to avoid something bad happening. So OCD, we, we know about that, right? Then we have panic disorder. With panic disorder, it's no longer about a mental issue. You suffer from intense fear and experience physical symptoms as a result. That was like, for me, going to that job. Going to that job I hated that caused me that caused me so much stress and anxiety. I would literally have physical stomach pains when I would see the building. 
It was intense. Then we have post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay, now this is a type of anxiety disorder is common among soldiers who have been at the front line in battles or individuals who suffered abuse and related trauma, people who've encountered disaster, and anyone who's been through an ordeal that threatened their life. Now, this is one that I've actually been diagnosed with, PTSD, and I did not go to war, and we thank you for your service to all of our military men and women. I did not go to war, but I grew up in a war zone, so to speak, on the south side of Chicago, and I grew up around a lot of activity that was dangerous. So from the age of seven to about in my 20s. So growing up in that type of environment has definitely caused me a lot of PTSD. And becoming a mom has really exasperated, exasperated, is that a word? I think you know what I'm saying, but it's really heightened those issues for me. <laughs> um, and it's caused a lot of anxiety in my older, in my older years. I must say in my grown up life because of things that happened as a child, PTSD. And a lot of us have PTSD and it's, it's more, it crosses all racial lines, socioeconomic lines. It's like, if you've been through something traumatic, prolonged, you probably have some sort of PTSD. And then we have special or specific phobias. Are you afraid of heights? Do you see insects insects, and feel a rush of fear run through your veins? Or do you consider yourself claustrophobic, which is one I deal with? Uh, let me tell you, an MRI machine is the worst place to be if you're claustrophobic, okay? Or if you do, if you do or suffer from a different kind of phobia, then you're suffering from an anxiety disorder. So if you have some sort of phobia, spiders, snakes, heights, um, if you have a phobia of broccoli, you know, <laughs> There's so many different type of phobias out here. I, I just really wanted to press the button. You know, bear with me, people. But yeah, those are types of anxiety disorders. And it's important to know whether you are dealing with your regular level one, two, three anxiety, or if you are at a level five, six, seven, eight, you may be experiencing some type of anxiety disorder. And again, before you go doing your Googles, which is good, everybody got to do their Googles, we want you to check in with yourself, journal your feelings, journal your symptoms, journal your thoughts, and ask yourself, is this something that I need to get help for? Do I need to speak to someone? Do I need medication? Do I need to take a certain supplement? Whatever may help you. I know ashwagandha helps me a lot. Um, I am on a medication, but it's not for anxiety. That's a different episode, but stay tuned. Um, but yeah, whatever you may need, to become a more productive member of society, to become a better parent, a better human, and to become your, your best self, to live as your best self. You definitely want to seek help for that, okay? Now, we've been talking about anxiety. We've been talking about the different types of anxiety disorders. Now it's time to figure out how to deal with stress and anxiety, okay? Stay tuned. We're going to get into that in the next segment. You're listening to Life Unloaded with Jenny P.
Welcome back to Life Unloaded. We are talking all about anxiety tonight, today, this afternoon, whatever time you may be listening to this. So now we're going to get into how to deal with stress and anxiety, right? Mind and body and spirit. Mind, body, spirit. How to deal with stress and anxiety. For the mind, the first thing you can do is accept that you cannot control everything. You just can't. Put your stress in perspective. Is it really as bad as you think? Right? The second one is do your best. Instead of aiming for perfection, which isn't possible, be proud of however close you get to perfection. Okay? Maintain a positive attitude. Make an effort to replace negative thoughts with positive thoughts. And trust me, this is the hardest one. It truly is. But if you just make that effort every time you have a negative thought to switch it positive or to think of something positive on the back end, it makes a huge difference in your anxiety levels. At least it does for me. And then learn what triggers your anxiety. Is it work, family, school, or something else you can identify? Write in a journal when you're feeling stressed or anxious and look for a pattern. We have to check in with ourselves. Let me just pause for a second. As a collective, let me just say this, okay? We are at a time now where we are, where the Earth's vibration is rising. The Schumann, the Earth's Schumann resonance is rising. It's changing. It's evolving. And as it evolves, so does its, in, its inhabitants. Inhabitants of the, earth, of the Earth would be us, human beings, Right? So we are all growing, evolving individually, and we are all growing and evolving as a collective. It's important that we start to check in with ourselves, that we start to make an effort to get closer to ourselves, to get to the the nitty-gritty of why we are experiencing so much anxiety. Okay? Now, the body. This is something I need to work on, okay? How to deal with stress and anxiety in the body. First of all, limit alcohol and caffeine. I know we like our drinks on the weekends. I know we like our Starbucks in the morning, but we have to be more conscious of this. Alcohol and caffeine can aggravate anxiety and trigger panic attacks. Instead, drink water. On that note, it's going to take me a sip. Okay, drink water. Eat well-balanced meals. Do not skip any meals and always keep healthy, energy-boosting snacks on hand. That's definitely something I'm working on in 2023 is eating healthier. Get enough sleep. When stressed, your body needs additional sleep and rest. It's important to get eight hours of sleep per night. At least seven. Six to seven, please. Try your best. Turn that phone off an hour before bedtime. Do your meditation. Get your binaural beats going. Read 20 pages of an interesting book. Something that you can do to lower your anxiety and stress levels before bed so that you may get a full six, seven, eight hours sleep. You need eight. Most people I know can only sleep six to seven, but you know. Exercise daily. This is another one your girl Jimmy B needs to get on top of. Exercise daily. Exercising can help you feel good and maintain your health, okay? So that's the mind, that's the body. Now we're gonna get into the spirit, okay? 
spirit. I've been reading this fabulous book. It's called The Tools. Five tools to help you find courage, creativity, and willpower and inspire you to live life in a forward motion by Phil Stutz and Barry Michaels. Now, if you don't know who Phil Stutz is, let me be the one to grant you the access to this amazing to this amazing information okay Barry Michaels as well both amazing amazing psychiatrists putting out their life's work to help heal us all okay the tools now the tools are concrete tools you can use to get through life okay to move you into a forward motion into life and one of the tools speaks on your inner authority and healing the shadow. Now, this is where we get into the spirit, the shadow. What is the shadow? The shadow is the version of yourself you want to hide the most. The part of yourself you are ashamed of and the part you want no one to see. Okay? Try this with me. Close your eyes. Visualize your shadow. Close your eyes and think about what is your shadow? What does your shadow look like? Is it a younger version of yourself? Is it an older version of yourself? Is it a version of you at all? Is it an animal? Is it an object? The shadow is what we need to heal. Okay? And how do we do that? First, like I said, you have to find your shadow. Once you find your shadow and you have that visual in your mind's eye, you have to talk to your shadow. And then third, you have to listen. And when talking to your shadow, you want to ask it how it feels about you or or myself. How do you feel about me, shadow? This is all about getting to the core of your anxiety. What is your shadow afraid of? What is causing out-of-control anxiety? Nine times out of ten, it's linked back to your shadow. It truly is. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my shadow. My shadow is between the ages of five and 16. I have several. Well, not several. I have a couple. And I've actually written letters to my shadow. I wrote a letter to my my five-year-old self. I wrote a letter to to my 14-year-old self going to do the 16 year old next when I got in touch with my shadow and I visualized who this person is this inner person inside of me I saw a five-year-old little girl broken upset confused in writing that letter to her I freed her I allowed her to be seen she had been forgotten I had been ignoring her that's the inner child I know we know about this inner child work, right? Come on, millennials, we can do this. We can do this. Okay. It's all about getting to the core. The core. Okay, that's where the shadow lives. And if you take that time to recognize your shadow as a person living and breathing inside of you with feelings and thoughts, wanting to be seen, wanting to be heard, wanting to fly free. Once you connect with that aspect of yourself, 
there's really nothing you can't change. It's like, it's like turning a light on inside of you. It's like literally lifting the switch up. Oh, I got chills. I got chills. That's a good one. Flip, you gotta flip that switch. We gotta flip. Uh, we gotta flip that switch. Uh, we gotta flip that switch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the shadow, man. So I, I highly suggest everybody pick up this book. The tools, the tools. Phil Stutz and Barry Michaels. He's got a bunch of great tools in here. Um, but yeah, learn about the shadow. Learn about using the tool inner authority. I'll go into that on a different episode, but sorry about that. But yeah, get this book. You will not, you will not regret it. This is how you can definitely fight your anxiety and take a step forward in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not going to be bogged down by depression. We're not going to be bogged down by anxiety, by these anxiety disorders. We're going to work through them and we're going to heal ourselves collective. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So that's what I have on how to deal with stress and anxiety. Oh, one more, one more, one more. Here are some actions you can take. Take deep breaths. Later in the episode, um, we're going to have a guest on, Ellen, a good friend of mine. And she talked about how breathing really helped change her and help her with her anxiety. So that's coming up next. Um, Slowly count to 10. Repeat and count to 20 if necessary. You know the the woosah? You got to take the woosah. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Take it. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Then you got to take time out. You got to practice yoga, listen to music, meditate. Get a massage. Oh my God. Let me tell y'all. First, I've been getting massages the last, like the last quarter of the year, maybe the last six months of 2022. They are amazing. Like, who knew that a massage could really change your life, you know? But I got an amazing masseuse. Her name is Tracy. She's in Jeffersonville, Indiana. If you want the information, let me know. Um, oh, a beautiful spa, relaxing ambiance with the hot stones oh i mean i wake i wake no yeah i do kind of fall asleep during my massages but i leave there rather refreshed and all that tension that's in the body is just loosened up so definitely massages if you can get them professionally great if not have your husband have your significant other your wife whatever do it for you and then there's also different types of self-massage on youtube there's so much information so get into massage learn relaxation techniques stepping back from problems helps clear your head you got a problem you're dealing with take a step back from it don't think about it for the next hour or two it'll the solution will come to you and then get help online if you're struggling with stress and anxiety in your life consider taking a mental health screen screening is anonymous free and private and a private way to learn about your mental health so definitely look online for mental health screening. Just Google that. It'll be probably a um, set of questions or a test, quote unquote. And you can find out if you're dealing with an anxiety disorder or you just have regular anxiety. And then talk to someone. Tell your friends or family how you're feeling. If you're feeling overwhelmed, let them know how they can help you. And then talk to your physician or therapist for professional help. 
okay? So that is how we are going to deal with stress and anxiety. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is how we're going to deal with it. We're not going to let this be a doom or something that we can't get through. We're going to deal with it. That's right. That's right. So what's up next? We got our great conversation with Ellen. And yeah, so stay tuned for that. You're listening to Life Unloaded with Jenny B. Hello, Ellen. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for staying up late with me tonight to have a conversation. All right. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. Okay, perfect. Let's get started. So as I was saying earlier on the episode, tonight we are talking about anxiety. And I wanted to have a guest on, a sister friend that Mm -hmm. could give me their insight on anxiety and what they deal with. Sure. So my first question is, describe a time in your life when you've dealt with anxiety that you couldn't control. Um, I would say six months ago. Okay. I was where I was faced with finding somewhere to live in a very short amount of time. And it was proving to be nearly impossible at that point to get situated and figure out a base for me and my son. So mm-hmm. during this time, I was um, job hunting already and in school and doing some other things. So, you know, making things happen, but it kind of happened out of the blue. And I was faced with a situation where I had no control, seemingly, and it was one of those things that, although I knew I didn't know what was going to happen, well, I I knew that I was going to be okay, but the anxiety was something that almost made me. Ellie, you still there? Ellen? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. You said it made you... I'm sorry. Oh, you didn't hear it? No. Hold on, I'm sorry. No problem. My phone went to sleep. Um, It said, I mean, it kind of pushed me through it in a way Mm -hmm. and it had never been that way before like you know um not knowing how you're gonna take care of a situation where you're gonna live with a child and you're not working like that is something that I usually would have let rock me Mm -hmm. you know and although I was uncertain although I was you know afraid I still made moves like blind moves. <laughs> faith right, like, like a higher force took over. Faith field moves. Like I just, they were just, it was out of my control and I went with it. Mm-hmm. I decided to not fight against the current, just to go with it. And it changed 
my perspective on a whole lot of things. Wow. What did it change your perspective on? Um, the idea of what, what it truly means to be free and to trust. Mm-hmm. To, be, to be free when you don't feel free. You know, like, that's the last thing you're feeling. And I decided to do something different. And I decided to just trust and be led. And I I did it um, without, mm, I just kept moving. I was almost like I was in through the, through the uncertainty. You just kept moving through it. I kept moving through it. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's amazing. I'm so glad you made it to the other side of that. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. I can understand how that will give you a great deal of anxiety, but that anxiety kind of motivated you. It did, and it, yes, it had never done it in that way before. I had never allowed it to, and that's that's survival. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what that is. Your survival mode kicked in hardcore. Yes, truly. Yes, I've been there for sure. Mm-hmm. Now. You're in a better place now. I'm in a much better place now. Good. And I'm glad to hear that. Is there anything that currently gives you anxiety? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, And I laugh because it's, you know, the one thing to sort of expect, but then it has its own nuances when you're dealing with children and Mm adjustments to new environments and schools and not knowing what he'll do or how he'll respond to the day and being at work and learning everything from scratch and you know it's been that's one of my high biggest forms of anxiety right now just making Mm -hmm. sure that everyone thriving and doing the best that they can um yeah so not knowing what someone else will do is a okay. form of anxiety for me right now. The unknown. The unknown. Yeah, I can understand that. Mm. And did your parents ever talk to you about anxiety or mental health? Honestly, no, that's not a thing that we just naturally discussed or ever mm-hmm. discussed. I asked that question because, you know, as, as millennials, we're parenting different. Yes, for sure. <laughs> we're parenting a lot different than our parents did and even the generation before that. So I'm just curious. Right. And I just want to, I've been asking random people that, like, did your parents ever yeah. talk to you about mental health? And they're like, girl, what? Mental health? What? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can understand. Enough. Yeah, they, my mother and father definitely didn't talk to me about anxiety either. <laughs> no, like, and I'm sure, I mean, I we know everyone experiences it in some way, shape, or mm-hmm. form. But, no, it was never something that, I mean, I guess I've always just seen my mother handling it, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, at a time, it was mainly my mom. So, no, we never talked about it. <laughs> yeah, we, no, I, trust me, honey, you are not alone in that no, respect. I'm really trying to think, like, no, we've never right. I think that I think that our parents would just be like, you good? Or (laughs) (laughs) not really understanding that, yeah. Life is different. We have different stimuli, like from what Mm -hmm. you know, it's different. It is. It's unrelatable at times, I'm sure. So 
Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Now, going more into parenting, um, you have a son, right? I do. Yep. How old's your son again? He's six years old. Six. Okay. Does your child ever exhibit anxiety issues? And if so, how do you handle it? Let's see. I think... I'm trying to think of how he exhibits it, first of all. Um, Mm -hmm. I would think when he isn't able to express what he's feeling, you know, in a certain way, Mm -hmm. um, we just always kind of talk through it. Um, And because of that, he's able to express himself a little bit better, you know, with patience. It takes patience. Mm -hmm. Um, And understanding what certain outbursts may mean. You may think he has an attitude, but he's probably anxious about a situation or, you know, without, you know, without knowing how to translate that. So, right. Just being present, honestly, just being present because it's, it's me and him. He's an only child. So we're always together. And I mean, it's just about being present and understanding. I think you cut out again. Can you, Ellen? can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear. I can hear okay. you now. Yeah. Um. I don't know where you stopped hearing me, but I. I was you saying said remaining, remaining present. Yes, remaining present, and with with the amount of time that we spend together, it's easy because we've always mm-hmm. been, you know, close. So when his mood changes, he he shifts. I understand, and I can see it, and I, you know, we we go back and forth in that way. Usually a power struggle, but that's how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a power struggle I'm telling you these kids run us honey oh, my daughter is two years old and she runs this house I know she does <laughs> it's a wonder I can even have this conversation <laughs> I know it absolutely so do you guys um, what exactly do you personally do to lower your anxiety mm. you know what has been the most life-altering thing I've ever done for this has been practicing breath work. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, And diaphragmatic breathing. You really don't know how much of an impact when you breathe properly, you change your entire perspective. Mm -hmm. It calms your nervous system. It just kind of reboots and resets you. And that's something that I did for months at a time, like, you know, and it changed so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remembering to breathe. Remembering to breathe. Yes. And it's about the way you breathe. That diaphragmatic breathing is like about puffing your stomach up really big and then watching it go down. You know what I mean? Like you're actually in control of the breath. Yes. Um. Yeah. I think breathing is something that we all take it take for granted. <laughs> you yes. know? Especially just sitting in, <laughs> right. Right. And just sitting in gratitude and thanking, thanking your body for breathing, thanking your lungs for working. It sounds kind of strange, but mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. really does help. It really does. It makes you pause for a moment. <laughs> right. There's a level of appreciation we don't necessarily express enough (laughs) like you're saying right absolutely absolutely 
Well, that's all I had for you tonight. I just had those those quick questions. I thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for ha- having me. <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure, my pleasure. And I will talk to you soon. You too. Thank you. Good night. Good night. What an amazing conversation that was. I want to thank Ellen again for coming on my show. I really appreciate it. Ellen is such a good friend and being so open and honest about her anxiety is what we need as a collective. We need to be open and honest about our anxiety not be afraid to talk about difficult times we've been through and how we got to the other side. So I just want to thank Ellen again for coming on and sharing her story. Um, I hope that it helps someone. I hope that it helped you listening because I just want to show that we are all in in this together and that um, we all experience anxiety. We all have issues. So yeah, yeah, it was a great conversation. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And I hope you did too. Um, We're wrapping up the show here, right? We've been talking all about anxiety, anxiety disorders, et cetera. I want to speak a little bit about the spirit. You know, every episode I have a theme, a mantra, and a chakra. If you're familiar with the seven chakras of the body, you know that that's what I do in my candle work and in my spiritual work. It's all about the seven chakras of the body. And today... We are focused on the solar plexus chakra. Okay, this is directly connected to anxiety. First of all, the mantra of this episode is I am in control even when I feel stuck. I am in control even when I feel stuck. And the chakra is the solar plexus chakra. Okay, so here's a little information on the solar plexus. Balanced, you have a sense of empowerment, confidence, and self love. You're actively working towards your life purpose. You're motivated. You're at peace with life. You take responsibility for your decisions. You, you have improved digestion and a healthy immune system. Unbalanced, you have low self esteem, low confidence. You may feel like you have no sense of purpose. You can be unmotivated, angry, anxiety, right? Insecure. You may have a low metabolism, you suffer from fatigue or poor digestion or even liver problems, okay? So with the solar plexus, blah, with the solar plexus chakra, to keep it balanced, you want to use color therapy, eating yellow. Yellow is the color of the solar plexus. It's right beneath the breastbone in the middle of the chest, okay? So you want to eat yellow foods, wear yellow clothes, visualize the color yellow, warm energy during meditation get warm yellow light some crystals you can use you know i love my crystals citrine amber tiger's eye yellow jasper some oils you can use are essential oils like juniper cedarwood cardamom and lemon sound therapy you can chant ram r-a-m ram wait let's take it up a little bit <laughs> and uh, meditate with frequency of 320 hertz, binaural beats, or fire crackling sounds, you know, like a fireplace. You can find that on YouTube. And then, or you could spend time around a fire. Do you have a fireplace? Spend time around a fire. Light a candle. I make those, by the way. And meditate with it. Um, use 
uh, open eye meditation, candle meditation. I actually teach that through my business, Soul Goddess Creations. So look us up on Instagram, Soul Goddess Creations. And I can create you the most beautiful crystal candle to help you on your candle meditation journey, okay? So yeah, but you can use any candle. It doesn't have to be my candle. Just go grab a Dollar Tree candle, focus on the flame. That's what I tell all my sister clients, focus on the flame, okay? Now, here are some solar plexus chakra affirmations. I am a powerful being. I am sovereign. I am bright as the sun. I listen, follow, and speak my inner voice. I am confident. I am in control of my life. I am my authentic self. I confidently bring out my authentic self. I honor myself. I honor my needs. I work with ease and flow. I am motivated. I am worthy of success. I work efficiently every day and achieve my goals. I am capable of taking my decisions of yeah, of taking my decisions on my own. Well, making my decisions on my own. <laughs> you get the gist, okay? You get the gist. But Balancing that solar plexus chakra will have you feeling all lit up inside, feeling like you just want to spread your creativity and spread your love to the masses. I'm telling you, solar plexus is key. But yeah, I want to thank everyone for listening today. We've come to the end of our show. We did it. Episode two is in the can. I can't believe it. I'm so proud. I'm getting the hang of this, man. We're going to have more, more episodes coming soon. And yeah, just look for us monthly. We're on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and a bunch more. So thank you all for listening. Share this, share this, share this. And I will see you next time on Life Unloaded, the podcast with Jenny B. Thank you.